Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Brendan O'Brien and Shu Wang about their wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at Italy Asola during the fireworks. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how they chose these locations and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Brendan and Shu. Hi, Carrie. Hi. We're so happy to be here. I'm glad to have you on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. We got engaged at Disney, and the engagement was kind of not planned. We went on a trip to Disney during the pandemic in, I think it was, what, February 2021? And I always knew I wanted to propose to Shu at Disney at some point. And on that trip, I decided to propose. So we got back, we were talking to my mom, and we didn't really know what we wanted to do for the wedding. And I think she had brought up at one point, like, we should get married at Disney. And I was like, ha, that's too expensive. We could never afford that. And then my mom sent us like an article or something. And that prompted us, I think she said an article that showed us like, you could get married at a couple different places. I still thought it would be too expensive. But we started like looking on the website. And then we discovered that Disney has like such a wide range of places to get married at and range of prices. Not everyone who gets married at Disney gets married in front of the castle with fireworks. And you don't have to spend $100,000 to get married at Disney. So as we started researching that, Shu got really excited about planning the wedding at Disney. And we both love Disney. And as soon as Shu got excited about it, I was just like, that's it. We're doing it there. And we never looked back. We never looked at a single other place. We found your book and we just started planning from there. That's wonderful. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Well, since my mom suggested it, she was not super surprised when <laughs> we decided to do it there. And I think our our friends and Shu's family were a little more surprised. So many people don't know about the wedding options at Disney. So I think a lot of people were surprised, but excited, especially some of our friends who hadn't been to Disney before, who knew they were going to be coming, were really excited about getting to plan a trip to Disney. So that was exciting. That's fantastic. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we always knew we wanted to do a smaller wedding. So our plan was like 30-ish guests, but we had more than 30 people who we would have liked to have invited. So we ended up inviting people in waves and we ended up with 30 at the end or 28, I think was the total. But 
we probably invited between 60 or 70 in total at the end, never expecting them all to be there at the same time. But unfortunately, a lot of my family and my friends and some of Shu's friends just couldn't make it, especially because we did it in the middle of the week. But I'm so thrilled with the number of people we had. And honestly, I wouldn't have wanted any more. It was perfect. That's great. Did you guys set up a room block for your guests? We did. At first, I wasn't convinced we would need to do that. And then we met with the room block lady. And I can't remember her name, but she was the sweetest person in the world. And we had this Zoom with her and she explained all the benefits. And we were really excited about possibly being able to stay in a deluxe resort for a night for free. So we booked the room block. We used Pop Century and All Star Movies. And it worked out really well. I mean, because Shu and I were there for a week and my parents were there for most of the week, that filled up most of the requirement we needed for the free night. And then a bunch of our friends ended up staying there. Actually, at the end, I wish we had added more rooms to it because some people, I think everyone got a room at the end, but we had to like add some more rooms and we couldn't get rooms at Pop Century at first. And then some opened up and we were able to get them. It was a little touch and go, but everybody got the rooms they wanted in the end. But I was surprised at how many people used it. That's great to hear. Now, how did you guys choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? I think mostly because, so we got married on March 14th. Shu liked that it was 3.14 Pi Day. And I think that's most of how we picked it. Originally, we went into it thinking we needed to do a weekday because we needed to save money. I think it would have cost us the, the same amount of money, whether we did it on a Saturday or a Friday, because we spent more than the minimums would have been for those days anyway. But Shu liked 3.14. And I was like, well, we'll do whatever day we do. But I'm happy we did it on a weekday because I think we wouldn't have gotten the venues we wanted had it been on like a Saturday with such a small group. And the reason we did it in March was because it was the Flower and Garden Festival. And that was our favorite festival in Epcot. So we wanted it when the festival started. Yeah, and we wanted to get pictures with the topiaries, which we were able to do. And we just love all the flowers and all the like decoration in Epcot at that time. And it's not too hot. The weather is great in March. So all of those things combined. Yeah, that's a great point. The added decor around Epcot looks amazing in photos during the Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah, and we have some photos with the decor. And it's stunning. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? We went through a bit of a journey trying to find our reception and ceremony locations. So the original plan was we wanted to do our ceremony in China because she was Chinese and we just love China and it's beautiful. And then we wanted to do the reception at the Living Seas Salon. And then we wanted to do the dessert party at Italy Isola. So we planned that. And I think, I don't think we got to the point of actually booking the venues, but we started talking with our sales consultant. We had Pam Pierce and she was great, really, really great. And we learned that the wedding, we knew it was going to have to be early in the morning if we did China, but I think it was going to have to be like 7 a.m. And we were thinking it was going to have to be like 8 or 9 a.m. And the more I thought about it, I was just like, do I really want to do my wedding at 7 a.m.? And I really didn't love the idea of having a really long break between the ceremony and the reception. But I also really didn't want a breakfast ceremony. I wanted a dinner ceremony. I wanted the fireworks. So then we talked to Pam. We were like, hey, is the wedding pavilion available? And she looked and it was, and we were like, let's do the wedding pavilion and then let's do the reception at Living Seas Salon and the dessert party in 
Italy, I Sola West. So we couldn't get Italy, I Sola West. So they gave us Germany. And I, I hated the view of the fireworks from Germany. Germany doesn't mean anything to us. The other thing is Shu is Chinese and I'm Italian, even though my last name's O'Brien, I'm actually mostly Italian. So the idea of like us having the ceremony in China and the reception in Italy was nice for our like heritage too. So I really, really did not want to go to Germany. It means nothing to us. And I didn't like the view for the fireworks there. And then we were also looking at the pricing and it was going to be more expensive than we wanted to, to do the separate reception and dessert party. So then I just out of the blue, I was like, is it possible for us to do the whole thing in Italy, Isola? And we'll just do the reception while the fireworks are going on, but we'll do everything in Italy, Isola. And Pam checked and it was. And we were so excited and we said, okay, we'll scrap Living Sea Salon. Let's just do everything at Italy Isola. And it was perfect. It's such a beautiful venue. It was a perfect amount of space for 28 people. And people loved the fireworks. There was, it was just great. I'm so happy we went that way. So it was a journey to get there, but I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. That's wonderful. Did you guys use any outside vendors for the portions of your event where you were able? So we used an officiant and we hired photography. So we used Catherine Tia Mundy as our officiant. And I will scream from the rooftops about how great Catherine is. She just did such an incredible job. We met with her a couple months before the wedding and she talked through everything. And she just, she's such a like loving, kind, wonderful person. And it felt like we had known her forever. Like the day we walked up the day of the wedding, she gave us hugs. It felt like we had known her our whole lives and she just put together such a beautiful ceremony and i feel like so often when you go to weddings the ceremony is like the part you want to get through the fastest and so many people came up to us afterwards and just talked about how beautiful the ceremony was she added really wonderful things into it we did her beauty and the beast rose unity and i had two of my friends sing happily ever after while we were doing that and that was really beautiful. And she does like a pinky promise and she kind of like added some Disney flair into the vows, but it wasn't like we're doing a Disney wedding. It was just like little hints and things that was classy. And originally we were gonna have one of my friends officiate. And then the people who were gonna be at my wedding party couldn't make it. So I moved her into my wedding party and I'm sure she would have done a great job, but man, I'm so happy we hired someone who actually is an officiant for a living. And I think that's that's a big piece of advice I'd give people. Like, unless your friend is someone who is an officiant who has done this over and over again, hiring someone who is a wedding officiant, they know how to build a wedding. They know how to write a wedding. They know how to make the wedding the way it's supposed to be. And they know how to run a rehearsal and it becomes more organized and it's just a, it's more of an event. And I, I would not have changed that for anything. Catherine's amazing. And then we also hired David and Vicki Arndt for our photography, who we found through the Disney Wedding Podcast, because Carrie, you had posted photos of someone's wedding with the harmonious fireworks at Italy Isola. And we saw their pictures and just immediately emailed them and they were available. And both of them too, just so incredible. I think one of the highlights of our wedding day was getting to spend the day with them. They're so kind. They make amazing photos. They make you feel so great. We still keep in touch with them. And I I could not recommend them more highly. I hope we get to do like other photo shoots around Disney with them because they're just the greatest people in the world. 
and they're so kind. And I think that's so important on your wedding day. You want to be with people who like support you and feel like they're there for you and don't add stress or anything. And David and Vicky did that times 10. That's fantastic. Now, did you guys have any kind of entertainment at the ceremony or the reception? I know you mentioned you had some friends singing at the ceremony. Yeah. So I work in the theater industry. So I have, I know plenty of people who sing. So my friend, uh, Samantha, who was in my wedding party and her husband, Max, sung two songs in our ceremony. The one really unique thing that I wanted to do was because we didn't, spoiler alert, we did not have a DJ or anything like that at our reception. So there was no dancing or anything like that at our reception, which was fine. Neither she or I are big dancers, but I knew it was really important to my mom to have a mother-son dance. So I said, why don't we do that as part of the ceremony? And initially, both Catherine and Disney said, why don't you do the whole ceremony and then invite everyone to come back in and do the mother-son dance then? And I was like, no, no, no. I want to do it as part of the ceremony. So we did it in the beginning of the ceremony. And my friend Max sang, um, You'll Be In My Heart. And we actually, Catherine did a beautiful mother rose for my mom. And Shu's mom has unfortunately passed on. But we had a rose that we put on the seat she would have sat on. And then I gave my mom a rose. And then after that, we did the mother-son dance with Max singing, You'll Be In My Heart. And it was really, really beautiful. And I know she really loved that. My dad did a, like, my dad's a um, deacon in the Catholic Church. He did, like, a little speech sort of blessing. It was more of, like, a speech than a blessing sort of thing. And then when we did the rose, Sam and Max sung Happily Ever After from the fireworks show in Magic Kingdom. And we did the unity ceremony while they were singing. And then after we finished the unity, we stood and looked out the window. We stood with our backs to the to the audience, looking out the window at the Magic Kingdom castle while they sung. And then we came back and it was a really special, beautiful moment. And they sung like three quarters of the song. We, the song's long, so we didn't do the whole thing. And then not entertainment, but our exit, we did the exit music to Fantasmic because that's one of our favorite shows. And Shu especially really wanted that music. And we like timed it correctly. So we like went down the aisle when the trumpets started and it was a really nice end to the wedding. This all sounds amazing. Did you have to get any kind of special clearance to have your friends sing at the ceremony? No, it was really easy. Our planner was Pamela Matic. And we worked with her and with Kathy. I forget Kathy's last name at the moment. And I just told Pamela that we wanted, I wanted my friends to sing. And that was it. She said, okay. And then she asked for the music. I had to work with them. Actually, I was having trouble finding the music to Happily Ever After. So Disney found a link for me to buy the music that they were going to use. And they already had the music to You'll Be In My Heart. And then I just had to request the microphones I wanted. And again, because I work in the theater industry, I knew exactly what I needed. So for other people, it might be a little more like knowing what you need. But I was able to say, like, I want two microphones. I want them here. I need this recording. I want it to play at this time. I want this to happen like this. I knew that they needed a sound check. So I planned that ahead of time. And I told Pamela, they need to be able to come in for a sound check. When is the organist going to be there? And we planned to get them out of the photos earlier so they could come do their sound check. And again, because they're theater people, they could manage that themselves. So they went there, they did the soundtrack they needed to do with the organist, and it all went really easily. Wow, that's fantastic. 
So then you didn't have a DJ or anything at the reception. Can you talk a bit about any menu items or cake flavors that you would recommend from the reception? Yes, for sure. We definitely have some menu items that we loved. For the appetizers, we did the cheeseburger spring rolls that everybody does. And there's a reason everybody does them. They're incredible. And they're much better than the ones at Magic Kingdom because they're not as oily. They bake them instead of deep frying them. And they really turn out good. Everybody loved those. For the entrees, we did the braised beef with the red wine demi-glace reduction sauce. That was really great. We also did a baked macaroni and cheese with panko breadcrumbs on top. That was great. We did roasted Brussels sprouts and roasted broccoli with onions. That was really great. And one of the things we did that I really highly recommend is we met and did a Zoom session with a chef to figure out our menu. And that we learned about when we went to the tastings. We went to one of the free tastings that they do. And as we were talking with the chef at the tasting, he told us, if you have questions, you could set up a Zoom session. And that's not something that the planners, at least for us, like pushed us towards, but we went to them and said, we wanna do the Zoom session with the chef. And so we talked with Chef Mike from Epcot and he talked us through the menu options and we talked through like what we like, what we don't like, and he made recommendations. And I really highly recommend doing that because as as you say in your book, as Disney always says, you're not limited to one of those pre-made menus. Those pre-made menus give you options you can choose from, but you talk to a chef and he basically said he'd make us almost anything we want. And like the roasted Brussels sprouts and broccoli are not on a menu. And he actually did roasted Brussels sprouts in a separate, like in half the pan separated and then broccoli on the other half of the pan. I think there were onions in with the Brussels sprouts too. And that was just the thing we asked for. And like the macaroni and cheese with the panko breadcrumbs wasn't written out like that on the menus. The one thing I didn't love that he recommended was the stuffed chicken. He recommended that and it was dry and not great. I wouldn't go that route. But everything else he recommended was amazing. So I really highly recommend doing the the Zoom with the chef. It was really great. And then for dessert, we did do a wedding cake, but we actually didn't serve our wedding cake. We got a really small wedding cake so we could cut the cake and have a cake to bring home so we can unfreeze it in a year and try it. And for the cake, we did carrot cake, with cream cheese frosting. And it was amazing, really, really good. But we did a one tier small cake. Actually, the wedding planners told us it was the cheapest cake they'd ever seen um, (laughs) that we cut at the wedding. And then we did a little dessert buffet. And I think that was a great idea. I'm so happy we did that. And for the dessert buffet, we did the Dole Whip cream puffs, which are must-haves. They're amazing. You can't get them anywhere else in the park that I know of. And they're so, so good. And then we did the zebra domes, which I have to say, we went back to Boma in June because we wanted to have zebra domes again after the wedding. And the Boma ones are not nearly as good as the ones we had the wedding. They, they did a spectacular job on those. And then we had the yuzu matcha tarts. And that was great. And people loved that. And it was like long enough after dinner that people were hungry again. So I think that was really successful. Okay, this has all been a ton of great information, but I have to know because I know listeners are going to be like, their ears are going to perk up when they hear that this is the cheapest cake that Disney has ever seen. How much did the cake cost? It was funny because like, I didn't have any like, like I didn't have a thing in my head of like what the cake needed to look like. And they emailed me back and they were like, we need a picture of what you want for your cake. And I was just like, I Googled carrot cakes, like wedding carrot cakes. And I was just like, I guess this one. And I just sent them a random picture. 
that cake looked exactly like the picture I sent. I was shocked. And the cake was $145. Okay, great. And it was a one-tier cake. It was small. We ate most of it in the pop Century cafeteria before we left. No, we ate like a third of it. And then we ate the rest at home afterwards. But it was it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you guys add any other events like a welcome party or a rehearsal dinner? So we did sort of do a rehearsal dinner. We did not do an official rehearsal dinner booked or planned through Disney weddings. But we did want, my mom really wanted to do a rehearsal dinner. And she said, when you invite people from out of town, you have to give them dinner the night before. And me and she were like, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. And she really wanted to do it. And she was like, I will take care of it. We're doing a rehearsal dinner. And we were brainstorming about where to go. And at first we were to give, thinking about Disney Springs. But we did do a rehearsal, and that that was really important to me, especially as a theater person. And my I'm a production manager now, but I was a stage manager, which means I deal with logistics and making shows go correctly. So it was super important that we had a rehearsal because my wedding was going to go as planned. It was not going to be a mess where like people don't know where to get up or anything like that. It had to be rehearsed. We rehearsed for like 90 minutes. I think we rehearsed longer than anyone thought we were going to. So we did the whole rehearsal at the Grand Floridian with Catherine there. And with our amazing coordinator, Jess, who I want to give a huge shout out to. She was unbelievable. So then we were going to go to Disney Springs, but that was going to be a trek to get over there. A lot of people didn't have cars. And then I forget if it was me or Shu, but one of us just said, like, what about Ohana? Because we love Ohana. It's one of our favorite restaurants. And then Shu, do you want to talk about this? Because you're the one who actually made this happen. Sure. So I ended up calling the Disney dining reservation line and asking them if we could do an 18-person reservation. And I was told a few times they couldn't do that. And I called a few times, and eventually someone helped me and was able to book three separate dining reservations of six people each. So they were like five minutes apart. And we just had the three dining reservations. And on the day of, we went, told them we had three reservations, and they were able to put all the tables together and have us all sit at one big table for the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, and that was really incredible. We weren't expecting that. We were we were fully expecting to have three separate tables sat five minutes apart, and we were just going to break up into three groups of six, and that would have been great. And we ended up having to wait a while. Like, you have to be patient. We got there at 8.30, and we were not sat till after 9. Shu and his um, groomsmen went down and watched the Magic Kingdom fireworks from outside, and the whole fireworks show ended before we even got sat. But it was well worth the wait because they surprised us and they made us a huge table. They took three of those big square tables and put them together. We all got to sit at one table. And that's such an amazing memory of our wedding, just having everybody together and getting to dine at one of our favorite restaurants all together. Everybody really loved the food. We had a, such a great time. And I I remember sitting there thinking like, why did I push back on this? This is going to be like one of my favorite memories of this wedding is getting to like have this dinner at one of our favorite restaurants all together. But the key is patience and persistence and being nice, but you can make it happen. (laughs) That's great advice. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yes, I'd love to. So after the rehearsal dinner ended, we went back to the hotel. Shu and I stayed in separate rooms that night because I really liked that tradition. And then we woke up in the morning and we both had things planned with our friends separate from each other. 
So Shu and his um, groomsman Jordan, and actually my dad and his sister's boyfriend Jimmy, all went to the golf course with the Mickey hole, and they played golf in the morning. I know that's Shu, one of Shu's favorite memories of the day because he loves playing golf and he's never gotten to play golf at Disney before. So they went and had their golf adventure. And then me and my um, wedding party, which was my brother, Devin, my friend, Samantha, my friend, Ryan, um, and then Samantha's um, husband, Max, the five of us went to Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary. And that was so much fun. My friend Sam told every character that I was getting married that day. And the characters like went crazy. I think Daisy proposed to me like four times. <laughs> we had all these fun photos. And it was just so much fun. We And we got so many great photos out of it. And with Mickey, with everybody, it was such a great time. So after the breakfast, we headed back to the hotel. Um, Shu finished golf. And Shu got ready in our room. And um, I got ready in my brother's room. And that was about like 12.30 p.m., I think. I think I got back before Shu did. Shu, you got in the room, what, around like? I think I got there around 12.30. 12.30. So I, I probably got back at 12. Shu got there at 12.30. So the breakfast happened at like 10 a.m. And Shu went to golf at like 9, right? Or 8? 8.30. 8.30. So we did our separate things in the morning and then we started getting ready. Um, my friend Sam got champagne and orange juice for mimosas, um, which Instacart delivered. And we had some mimosas and started getting ready. Um, and then David and Vicky showed up at one o'clock. David went to my brother's room where I was getting ready and Vicky went to Shoe's room and we did like, 30 to 45 minutes of getting ready photos. Um, Vicky actually did a bunch of wedding party photos with Shu, whereas David did more getting ready photos with me. We did some champagne photos. Um, and then we did a first look, which we had seen each other in our suits before. So the first look was not really the first look, but I wanted to do one. Um, and I really wanted to do photos at Pop Century because nobody does that. Like, I feel like all the wedding photos you see are um, at the Grand Floridian, at the Beach Club, all these like fancy resorts. But we always stay in the value resorts and we love Pop Century and I love all those like big icons. And I was like, this is a fun place to do photos. Why don't people do photos here? So we did our first look in front of the big Mickey phone um, in the like 700 buildings, I think is where that is. And 1000 buildings in front of the big Mickey phone and they set us up and they, we did our first look and got some great photos in front of the Mickey phone. And then we did Skyliner photos as well because we love the Skyliner because we always stay at pop century. So we did all of that from like two to three and Jess, our coordinator had told us we had to be at the Grand Floridian by three 30. So Around 3.15 or so, my mom and dad were like, we really got to go to the Grand Floridian. and Jess wants us to be there. Um, we were finishing up photos. David did some wedding party photos with my wedding party in front of the big um, yo-yos. And we did some full wedding party stuff in front of the big yo-yos and by the water, pop sentry. And then we just ordered a couple Ubers. Um, and one of the other things we did that was a little bit different is we only did transportation between the ceremony and the reception, which at first I was really against. But when we realized that everybody was coming at different times and the majority of the people were attached to the wedding party and we weren't gonna be using the Disney transportation anyway, 
it just made sense to do it this way. So we got in a bunch of Ubers. We Ubered to Grand Floridian. Um, they gave us a little bit of trouble getting in, but I think when they saw all the suits, and I think we actually had a copy of our BEO, and we were like, we're doing an event here. You need to let us in. And they they let us in. We met Jess at the Grand Floridian. That was about 3.30. We did more photos of the Grand Floridian. Um, we did lots of photos there. We did group photos right outside the main lobby. And then we did some wedding party photos by the water. And then we did a bunch of me and shoe photos all by the fountain in front of all over the place. And David and Vicky are so great. They just keep taking photos. Like even as we walked to the wedding pavilion from the lobby, like we would just be walking and Vicky would be like, oh wait, there's a good photo. Let me take this. Oh, there's a monorail. Stop. Let's do this. So we just got so many great photos. I was so grateful for that. Um, so we got to the wedding pavilion about 4.45 and our wedding ceremony was at five o'clock. So we had like 15 minutes or so to relax a little bit to like fix ourselves up. Catherine was there, gave us a big hug. Our wedding party was there. Um, we started at five o'clock in the wedding pavilion. We used the Cinderella chimes when we came in. I know that's usually used when a bride enters um, and Disney... It was either Disney or Catherine had told us like, oh, you can do it before one of you enters. I was like, that's kind of weird. We're both important. So we had the whole wedding party enter and then we stopped, did the chimes and then Shu came down the aisle with his dad. And then I came down the aisle with my mom and dad. We walked down to I See the Light from Tangled. We really love those lanterns and we had a like slight tangled lanterns theme for the reception that really didn't come through but it was enough and then we the ceremony was about 30 35 minutes long and then david and vicky did more photos the other unique thing we did is i also really wanted to do a first dance and shu does not like public dancing so um pamela and kathy from disney actually recommended this they said why don't you do your first dance in private out of picture point so after we went down the aisle, they took us out to Picture Point, and um, our wedding song for our first dance was also I See the Light. And Jess played it on her phone, and David and Vicky took photos, and we did like a little dance for a little bit out of Picture Point. That was really nice. And then they did photos there. They brought us into the wedding pavilion again after everybody was on the bus, and we did more photos in the wedding pavilion. We got on the bus, I would say around 6, 6.10 or so latest. And the reception was 6.30 to 10.30. So then we drove over to Epcot, went around backstage and parked at American Adventure. We had to sit in the bus for a little while um, waiting to get clearance to come in. Um, and then we just walked out of the bus and a little dog like stood there. And I guess that was the security. Um, <laughs> we paid so much money for a dog to stand there for one minute. But you can't do anything about that. That's what it is. And you just have to pay for it. And that's what you do for doing a wedding in the park. So it's just part of the cost. But David and Vicky got to go in first and do pictures of the whole reception area. So we have all these pictures before anyone came in, which is really great. Um, and then we walked into the park. And that was just exciting because people like applauded us as we came through. And it was it was really fun to walk through from backstage through American Adventure into um, Italy Isola and to see everything all set up. And Jess had like gotten us drinks already. And um, the other thing that was so special that Jess did is while we were doing the photos, I had noticed that she had a um, 
Disney fairy tale weddings pin, and I collect the pins. I've been collecting the pins since I was like a child, and we have pin boards all over the house. And I was like, "How do I get one of those pins?" And the one she had is not available, and she was like, "You can't get it." Um, but then she found a different pin in their office, and we came into our um, reception, and she had pins for both of us sitting at the table with these like nice pens. So we had pins and pens, <laughs> and we also had the um, the happily ever after like celebration pin. And she just did that because she liked us and she found pins in the office and that was so special and so sweet. She was the greatest. So we got there at 6.30. We did a cocktail hour from 6.30 to 7.30 and we didn't change locations any of the time. So it was all in the same place. Um, but the cocktail hour was kind of like closer to where the food was and they had some like cocktail tables set up. Um, and then we served dinner from 7.30 to like 8.30-ish or so. Um, around 8.30, 8.40-ish, they brought our cake out and we did the cake cutting. And actually right after we cut the cake, a rocket launched from Cape Canaveral and we could see the rocket launching. And we actually have a photo of the rocket in the air and we could see the like thing falling off. And that happened right after we cut the cake, which was exciting and unexpected. And then the Harmonious started at nine. and Shu and I both love Harmonious. I'm so, so sad it closed because I think it was a brilliant, brilliant show. Um, but the whole reason we picked Italy Isola was because we wanted Harmonious fireworks photos at Italy Isola. We scoped out all the different places and that is, in my opinion, the absolute best place to watch that show. And we picked David and Vicky because they take good fireworks photos and like everything was kind of wrapped around Harmonious show. So we did photos during Harmonious and um, we had to like stand really still because David does um, pictures on the tripod with uh, long exposure. So you get some really cool photos of like multiple bursts of fireworks. And I think he's one of the only photographers still doing that around Disney. So he does that and then Vicky does the regular photos and we got tons of beautiful fireworks photos. And our guests were just blown away by that show. Most all of them had never seen it before. I mean, we just saw one of our friends from the wedding last weekend, and they're still he was still talking about how great the show was. He got it on recording. He couldn't believe it had closed. My uncle, who had maybe never been to Disney before or not been to Disney in a very long time, was just like completely blown away by it. Had no idea. Like I think they thought there were gonna be like a couple fireworks and just the scope of harmonious and getting to be so close to an unobstructed view is incredible. And then after Harmonious was when we served the dessert because I wanted there to be a decent amount of time between dinner and dessert so people could actually enjoy the dessert and not be full from dinner. So then we served dessert for the last hour. And then we also did some toasts after the park closed. And again, we didn't have a DJ. We didn't have a microphone. Uh, my friend Max like kind of sort of emceed a little bit and people just had to project and it worked. And my brother did a toast and um, Shu's sister Jessica did a toast and my friend Samantha did one. And that was really nice. And then we filled most of the time with taking photos. Like David and Vicky were a big part of our night because they just kept taking photos. We kept asking them to take photos. Um, after the toasts, um, this is probably like 10 o'clock now, we stood up on the bridge and we were like, all right, everybody come take a photo. And we just like did a processional like, okay, photo with you, photo with you, photo with you. And we got individual photos with pretty much every single guest. The one again did at 10.30, and then we packed everything up, 
and um, she and I were the last people to leave the reception area. Like even the Disney staff seemed to have mostly gone by then. And we actually were like wandering out and we need to go to the bathroom. We were like, are we allowed to go still? Like no one's in the park. We don't see anyone. It's just us. And we just went and found the bathroom and the bus waited for a while. And it's funny, once we finally got back to the bus, I think the guy with security is like, who do you think you are? The grooms? And it was it was very funny. Um, and then the bus went back. It did drop off at Grand Floridian because some people drove to the wedding pavilion, dropped off at All Star Movies, and then finally dropped off at Pop Century. We got back there about 11.30. And then a couple of our friends came to our room. Shu and I are also, we really like board games. We own lots of board games. And um, Shu had bought this game called Love Letter. They have a wedding edition um, that he had bought a while ago. So we played Love Letter in the hotel room with a few of our friends and then finally fell asleep probably close to 1 a.m. at that point after everybody dissipated for the night. Wow, that sounds like a full day. <laughs> yeah, it was, but I, it was perfect. I wouldn't have had it any other way. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you guys were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? I mean, the fireworks, 100%. Like having the right fireworks venue, as I said before, um, Italy Isola was so important to us. Definitely having Harmonious as part of the wedding. That was like number one from the beginning. And then the food. I think we really wanted good food. So we really wanted to make sure we had food that we were excited about and we liked. Um, so we definitely focused on food. And photography was really, really important to us. We not only had David and Vicky, and we had them for like 10, nine or 10 hours. It was a lot of photography and I wouldn't take any of it back. Um, we also did two park shoots that we spent money on that I would 100% do again. But yeah, those are the, I think, photography and having the right venue for the fireworks and the food were the things we focused the most on. Got it. And then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort? Definitely floral and decor. We did almost none. Um, I mean, as everybody on your podcast says, the wedding pavilion is beautiful. You don't need to add anything to it. And they're right. And even like we went to go see it during the tasting and it looked beautiful then, but it's it's different when you're getting married. It's just truly stunning. So we did nothing in there. We did a tiny bit of decor at the wedding. We had paper lanterns to sort of resemble the tangled lanterns. And we had some like scattered petals on the tables. And that was it. That's all we did. We didn't do any other decor. Um, and of course, we didn't really do any entertainment other than the fireworks. So... Um, we saved all of our money on entertainment. We didn't do a DJ or anything like that. It was not ever going to be important to us. Got it. Okay. So what ended up being each of your favorite memories of the wedding day? For me, definitely the ceremony was just so beautiful. Catherine did such a great job. The other thing we did that I'm really happy we did for the ceremony was right before we left, I told my parents, buy a tripod for my iPhone. And they bought one. and. Shu's sister's boyfriend, Jimmy, filmed the um, whole wedding ceremony on my phone from the audience. So we got a video of the ceremony and I edited it and have it on our wedding website so we could see it again and people could see it. And I'm really happy we got that because the ceremony was a really great part of the day. And honestly, the photography, I really loved working with David and Vicky. And I think all the moments of doing photography was a real highlight for me. And getting the time with my friends in the morning and being at Chef Mickey's and getting to have that whole experience was really nice, too. Uh, my favorite part was the reception. 
I just really like the food a lot. And I keep telling Brendan that I want to go back and get more of that food, but we can't. We keep joking that we should um, just call up Disney weddings and say, hey, can you just like make us a dinner of our um, food from our wedding reception? Which do if you book another wedding, which we're not looking to do at the moment. I suppose you could do a catered event, but even that has a $5,000 minimum. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're in the budget for that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Not really. I actually, um, because we listened to your podcast so much um, leading up to this, I was expecting that something would go wrong because everybody always has something that went wrong. And I reflected on that a bunch after the wedding. And there were two small things, but they're so small. Like the real answer is nothing went wrong. It was perfect. The two small things if I want to nitpick are um, we did a signature cocktail um, that we had to pay a little bit extra for. And we tried to plan it based on the Froscato from Wine Bar George. Um, and we did it and it was great, but no one knew it was there because there was no sign that said there was a signature cocktail. So like we were drinking it and no one had any idea it existed. So Max at one point made an announcement and told everybody, and I think some people might've tried it, but I was surprised that they didn't like put a little sign up that said signature cocktail. Maybe that was something we were supposed to provide that I didn't know about, um, but that was a small thing and we dealt with it. It wasn't a big deal. And then we did kind of run out of dessert, which was a bigger thing of the two. I think because we spaced the dessert, the dinner out, people were hungry again for dessert. And we could have eaten more of the Dole Whip cream puffs and the zebra domes if they had more, but they did run out. Um, at one point, I thought that I wasn't going to get any of them. And I went up to the, because at that point, Jess, our coordinator, had left for the day, but there was just like a head waitstaff there. And I was like, hey, we need more of these. And she was like, that's all we have. And I was like, really? I'm not going to get any of the dessert at my wedding. But then like a minute later, they found another tray and they brought more out. And I was like, I'm taking three of each of these. So I get some because it's my wedding. But that was it. Like, really, it nothing really went wrong. I have to say the Disney staff, everyone was just so wonderful to work with. And I think the other thing that helped things not go wrong for us is that we didn't have huge expectations for the day. Like, we didn't have, we have to have this chair and we have to have this set exactly like that. Like, we were pretty easygoing when it came to the planning. There were the things I already said that were important, but there were a lot of things that, I knew Disney was going to take care of it. So I didn't think a lot about it. I wasn't worried about the tablecloth. I wasn't worried about the decor. I wasn't worried about the chairs. Um, so the things that mattered, I put in the time to make sure were right. And it was right. Um, and the rest, we were easy going on. And it was perfect. That's wonderful. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? Yeah, there's the one thing that comes to mind the most is I was really worried people were going to be bored at the reception because we didn't have like stuff to do. We had food and we had harmonious, but it was a four hour reception. And I was really worried that like, what are people gonna do for four hours? And I have to say, people had stuff to do. Photography was definitely a big part of it. David and Vicky doing photo shoots all over the place, but people just talked. And the really nice thing about doing a small wedding is that we got to talk to everybody. So I had conversations with every single one of my wedding guests. And not just like, hi, how are you? But like full conversations with every single person at that wedding. And like we were just at a wedding a few weeks ago and we saw the bride for 10 seconds. That was it. She wasn't even in the room for half the wedding. So the fact that we got to spend time with all those people and we really got to like connect with all of them is 
so important. And I think that's a really big benefit to having a small wedding. And I know not everyone can do a small wedding. Sometimes you have to invite everybody on the planet. But um, I was worried about having a small wedding too. I thought I wanted a bigger wedding. I thought I wanted more people there. And coming out of it, what could not have made a better choice to have just 28 people? It was perfect. I'm so glad you brought that up because so often I do see that people thinking they have to entertain their guests every single second of the reception. And they forget that there is that aspect where people are just either they're getting to know new people from the other side of the family or they're catching up with family members they haven't seen or friends they haven't seen. So yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah, it's definitely not something you have to worry about as much. And honestly, I heard people say that and I was like, I'm still going to worry about it. So I know I'm not going to change anyone's mind, but you can reflect back on it later and know that your wedding day is going to be perfect. <laughs> now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Not much. I Honestly, I think everything was perfect. I don't think I would change a thing. I'd grab dessert quicker. Yeah, I'd grab dessert quicker. <laughs> And I wouldn't have ordered the chicken. <laughs> the chicken that we had in the buffet was not great. It was like stuffed with Fontana cheese and spinach, I think, and prosciutto, maybe. I think it was those three things. And it was dry and not great. So I guess I would pick another entree instead of a chicken. But yeah, overall, perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. I think back on the day so often and just relish in all the amazingness of it. That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? For the park shoots, if you're doing a park shoot, I think you should try to get ready in the morning as soon as possible so that you're ready when the photographers get there. Because once they get there, they'll just take you directly to the park and start shooting. So if you're ready early, they'll start your park shoot early and you'll have extra time for your park shoots. Yeah, that was a game changer. That, And I can't guarantee that every photographer will do that. And they probably weren't supposed to do it on the books. But they both, Maddie and Corinne, who did our park shoots, did such a great job. And um, that's the park shoots, they're expensive, but they're really, really special. Getting to be in Magic Kingdom and Epcot when no one else is in that park is a memory we will never forget. And like we have wedding pictures in front of the castle on Main Street with no one else on Main Street. And there's no other way to get that but doing a park shoot. So those are really special, and I would highly, highly recommend them. They're worth the money, for sure. And I would say the other advice I'd have is just don't stress and be patient. Um, I hear so many people talk about um, the Disney staff not getting back to them quick enough. And I think just have some patience. They're going to take care of you. They're going to get everything you need in the end, but they have a million other weddings to do. And if you just go into it knowing they're not going to respond to you the next day, but they're going to take care of you and they're going to make everything happen, you'll have an easier planning time because you won't be stressed as much because you have the expectation that it's not going to be instant replies all the time. Um, and we went into it with that expectation. I'm so happy we did because I was never stressed. It was perfect. That's great advice. Well, Shu and Brendan, I think you've both offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much, Carrie. Thanks for having us. We really wanted to be on your podcast. We used it so much to plan our wedding. I certainly listened to a lot and Shu listened to even more. And you still listen to it every week, right? Yeah, I'll listen to it every week. Yeah, um, and it was it was such a great resource. And your book too, like you make it so much easier to do this. And planning a Disney—I don't know what a non-Disney wedding planning is like, but I can't imagine doing it without your resources. Oh, I'm so glad you found them helpful. That's our show for today. 
I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com.